Hello, everybody. This is Justin Shelley, CEO of Master Computing, coming to you on our inaugural episode of Stupid or Irresponsible. And I am here with my CIO, Chief Information Officer, Mr. Joe Malo. Joe, say hi. Hey. Joe, how long have you been with the company now? Oh, I guess five and a half years now, I guess. Five and a half. Yeah, it's I been mean, a while. You know, every once in a while, I've got to do a reality check because time flies depending on how you're looking at it. And sometimes time just drags on. But uh, <laughs> uh, how long have we been in this building? Because that's when I really mess up. I'll think I've been here for like a year or two. Well, you were definitely in this building when I started. When you started. Oh, See, yeah. it just doesn't even make sense that we've been in this building for more than five years. But here we are. So... <laughs> All right, guys, listen, we're uh, we're going to get started. This is our first episode, like I said, of Stupid or Irresponsible. And I think I need to explain why we've named it the way we've named it. So I work with a marketing specialist. Her name's Robin Robbins, and she teaches IT companies how to promote their services. In that course, she she created a sales letter for us to use. And the title of that, I'm stealing it from her, the title of that letter is Stupid or Irresponsible. The reason we're using it is because this letter kind of ruffled some feathers. People were a little bit offended. They thought the language might be a little bit harsh because it, you know, it goes on to say, hey, if you get breached or hacked, are they going to call you stupid or just irresponsible? And then she explains that when, uh, when you get hit with any other kind of crime, there's usually quite a bit of sympathy for the victim of the crime. But when you get breached as the owner of a company, you're, you're usually held pretty accountable. And in fact, hence the title of the letter, are they going to call you stupid or just irresponsible? But either way, nobody's coming to your defense. So that's kind of the reality that we live in. But like I said, some people got offended by the message and they, some of my peers, and they toned it down to be a little bit softer. Um, and you know what? I got to admit, so did I. So last year we spent a full year doing cybersecurity seminars. And my message in that seminar was, guys, we're getting beat, number one, by the criminals. And we're getting picked on by our own government. And so I introduced this free toolkit that I offered to the community to protect their business. And not only that, but I also helped them uh, help people implement this toolkit. I would kind of coach them through the process. So Went through that for a full year, spent a stupid amount of money promoting this free product. And I got to tell you, by the end of this thing, it floored me because I could not get people to use it, which just makes no sense. And so where I was promoting this message of, hey, you know, it sucks. We're victims. Um, I'm done. I'm done with that. Guys, you're stupid. I'm sorry. If you're not doing this stuff, the resources are out there. And when somebody walks up and hands them to you for free and then tells you they're going to help you put it in place for free and you can't even pull that off, you almost deserve to be, get breached at that point. Wouldn't you say, Joe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's just ridiculous. So. <laughs> like, how much can we hold your hands um, and you still think you get to be called a victim when when something bad happens, right? So... There it is. Stupid or irresponsible. That'll be the name of our podcast. So uh, we're going to talk about some of the stupid things that we see. Maybe if it's not super stupid, we'll just say the irresponsible things that we see. But before I talk about other people and the dumb things that they've done, I am going to talk about myself. Um, I had a password that I created about, what did I say it was last time we talked? 
Was it was it was it fifteen years ago? Twenty yeah, years? Yeah, something like fifteen. I think it was about fifteen years ago. When was uh, the Apicus invented? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, so, <laughs> so I I just punched in some random characters on the keypad. I thought I was so smart to have this randomized password, and I memorized it. Um, you know, and that's that was fine at, at the time. <laughs> early 2000s that might have been a good strategy but then to use that password or some slight variation of it for 15 years on almost everything that i did joe is that stupid or is that just irresponsible uh, yeah that's pretty stupid <laughs> we'll go with stupid okay <laughs> the, the verdict's in um all right so here we go we've got some stupid people out there uh, and uh, hey i'm one of them maybe we all do stupid things but let's talk joe about the stuff that we see in our line of business i mean we're out there interfacing with all kinds of people all kinds of industries um you know and maybe it's not necessarily the clients that we're working with directly we read it online you're in the forums right you you spend a little bit of time in reddit i believe what are some of the things that you pick up on that are just just crazy. And, and we're going to kind of focus in on passwords right now. Yeah, sure. Um, so the number one thing I notice most people you do that I, I wish nobody did, they use the same password in every single website they use. Every every email account from their home network to their Wi-Fi password to their corporate email account to their computer login. It drives me insane. Um, for instance, not too long ago, I think it was like three or four months ago, uh, we got called on site. Uh, one of our clients, CEO, is out of town. They do a lot of international business. And the head accountant had received an email that he needed to be wired, I think it was $20,000 uh, from a cashier's check. The head accountant, of course, it came from the email. Of course, she knows that he, she, he's out, the CEO's out doing whatever he does and may or may not need this. But something smelled off, so she gave me a call. And sure enough, uh, at the end of the day, we found out he used the same email password for his home computer. Of course, it got breached. Um, somebody, So that guy tried to log in on the corporate email account. Go figure it worked. Sent her an email. And, you know, by the skin of our teeth, we were we saved him 20, 20K just like that. But it could have very easily gone the other way. Because he used the same password. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, the other big ones, let's see, I guess, um, so hold on, I'm going to pause you because I forgot part of my story. Oh, so, so yeah. keep your spot there, put your finger down on your notes <laughs> or whatever. But so I use this password. I forgot to say why I finally quit using the password What's that? because you know, we do this dark web monitoring. We, we offer it to some of our clients. Um, and I run slow down. I think company. I think the dark web is kind of just oh, this spooky word. We're going to talk about the dark web. Go okay. in there real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I mean, you can back me up if I say it wrong, but it's, it's a deep subject. Um, and the tip of the iceberg, right, is just that there are, there are credentials for sale. And in, in by, by the dark web, this is just where people share information that it's not attainable through a Google search. It's just not easy. It's not easy to get not into. Not easy to get to. But once you know how to do it. You've got to have like a Tor browser or whatever, right? Sure, yeah. There's there's a little few extra things, but not much. No. Any any 13-year-old that can Google this stuff can figure it out. Right, right. So we have a service that we offer that monitors. It, it looks for credentials that are for sale. And if your credentials show up on our search, then we'll alert you to that fact. So mine showed up. This password that I created 15 years ago, now I had started getting away from it, 
but I still had it in a few places. And so when that popped on the report, I was like, holy hell, why am I still using this password? This is the <laughs> stupid part, right? So, so anyways, um, and I forget now what you said that launched me into that, but I wanted to at least tell that story that my credentials became available for sale on the dark web. Well, sure. I was for sale. Yeah. So one of the main things is, well, you can tell yourself, well, I'm super careful. You know, I don't tell anybody my password. I don't share it. I don't save it anywhere. The problem is a lot of times these places get hacked, different websites get hacked and it's no fault of your own, but now your web, your password is out there in the wild and people can steal that and use that. And they throw it in what we call rainbow tables. They're just giant lists of a, a bunch of frequently used passwords or breached passwords that they know will work and they just scour the internet and that's i mean there are people there are millions of people with nine to five jobs just like you or me and this is their job their job is to go hack into computers steal data steal money steal whatever you got that's their job you know and that's that's an interesting point i used to talk about that in my seminars quite a bit and i've kind of forgotten them. <laughs> at least i don't talk about it as much anymore but yeah these uh these criminals, as we call them, they don't look at it like that. No, They're absolutely not. They're clock. They get one-hour lunch breaks. They've got um, health care. They've got health absolutely. insurance. I yeah. mean, it's it's a real job to them. It's a real industry. Not in our country, but in some of these other countries, and they're protected by their own governments. It makes it really hard to go after these guys. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, I mean, they're everywhere. And they're all trying to knock on everybody's door, especially here in the United States. So listen, let's talk about, we don't want to make this too long today, but let's talk about a couple of pointers we can give people where passwords are concerned, because here's the reality. And the, and the reason I went kicking and screaming into this, and in fact, I used to advise people to forget this idea that you had to have a unique password everywhere. It's not realistic. So um, what are some things people can do to comply with this really critical recommendation, have good complex passwords, different passwords everywhere? How do we make up the password in the first place. How do we remember it? How do we keep track of them all? What do you got for people? Sure. Today? Yeah, man, that's, that's definitely one of the big things. Um, I notice a lot of people and it's a big no, no of keeping a, a notepad file or just a word file on your computer named passwords. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Well, why not? Well, <laughs> every hacker in the world, the first thing they do when they try and breach or if they actually get contact into your network, so they know our secrets is what you're telling them? Absolutely. And the number one thing they're doing is they're looking for any file named passwords or social security or bank information. They're, they're looking for that. It's or automatic. Don't open this file. Yeah. XLS. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do? Do you write it down? Do you leave it under your keyboard? Well, that's not really super safe, especially if you're in a shared office environment like most of us are. Uh, there's, there's tons of free tools out there. There's tons of pay for tools. Uh, I would totally suggest using like a key pass. Any of these key, uh, password managers are amazing. They keep everything encrypted. They keep it safe. They keep it from prying eyes. And you don't have to remember it. You don't have to write it down. It writes it down for you. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, and I'll throw this recommendation out to people quite regularly. And usually they'll say, oh yeah, I've been meaning to do that. And then they don't for whatever reason. So we're actually going to do a webinar. If you guys uh, log into www.master-computing.com slash academy, that's where all, all of our learning resources are. We'll have in the next couple of days, we're going to have a webinar up there to show you how to implement LastPass. That's the one I use. But any of these things will work. That's just the one we're going to demonstrate. So uh, take a look at that here in the next few days. Sure. Yeah. And we'll probably throw something in there in the show notes as well. Um, uh, yeah. Another big thing um, is default passwords. If you don't know what that term is, 
um, you're probably uh, a, you know you're probably going to get breached because you probably use a lot of these. So this is back to a what not to do. Precisely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. This is not a. This isn't the pro tip right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely I would oh, consider yeah. this is a tip. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So when you buy a printer, when you buy a computer, when you buy a router, every single one of those things has from the factory a password on it because that's their requirement. And in all situations, the the company has to use what's called the default password. That's the one they use from the gate out of the gate when they ship it to you. That's the one that'll get you in. Now, that is supposed to be meant to let you set your own password as soon as you get the product. Unfortunately, especially with printers, especially with routers, you don't change that password. People don't change that password. I don't change that password. And so I do notice a lot of times, almost every Hold time. When you're, when you're configuring stuff at this office, you change that password, right? Well, yeah, of course. Okay. I do it all the time. Well, you said you didn't change that password. So I have in the past. I have, okay, I have since okay. been enlightened. You've, you've uh, seen the... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> sure, yeah. So the number one thing, uh, reset those passwords. We have a lot of places that we go to uh, when they request our services. Uh, you know, their uncle is doing the IT or, you know, they were just a mom and pop shop and it just grew and they're, you know, they're finally becoming successful. And then all of a sudden they grew out of their britches and now they need some IT help. So I'll go on site and I'll go start looking at things. They don't have any passwords. And so I've got, you know, I've got to figure out how to get into their stuff to go make it secure. And sure enough, almost 99% of the time, everything's got a default password. Well, but every manufacturer uses a different username and password as their default. Well, so sure. this isn't going to be super easy to find out what that is, Of right? course not, yeah. So any 13-year-old can Google default password for <laughs> Canon, you name the printer model, and it'll be right there at the top of the search results. In a lot of cases, I don't even have to drill down. Google will do the, do the work for me. It'll be there at the top. <laughs> it's right, ridiculous. All right. So what else we got? We've got... Uh, Change default passwords, and specifically, we're talking about printers, routers, firewalls, you know, a consumer grade. Because, by the way, when you hire us to put in a firewall, there's no default password on that. At least it sure is hell not leaving our control that way, right? <laughs> so, but when you buy stuff off the shelf at Best Buy, Walmart, Absolutely. this is where you're going to find stuff with default passwords. Well... That and the the big printers. You mentioned the printers. Sure, absolutely. Those yeah. always have it. And, and I remember I've done that for clients too. It's been a while since I've gotten my hands dirty in the tech work. But yeah, if I couldn't log into a printer, first thing, hit Google and there it is. So so don't use default passwords. Make sure you change those to something complex. Yep. If you're going to have a million passwords everywhere like we're supposed to, get yourself a good password. What do they call those? Password, password manager. Password manager, yeah. Okay. Um, LastPass is the one I use. Um, don't reuse the same password across the websites. Yeah. And I mean, that sucks unless you're using something like LastPass and exactly. then that, that simplifies it. So like I used to give the advice out of, Hey, screw that. We, we have to use the same password. I don't anymore. Every website, every software, everything that I use, it has a randomized complex password and it's really easy to do. I don't know any of my passwords. They're <laughs> exactly. All in the password and that's the way it should be. Right. Absolutely. Right. The other big one, if they have what they call two factor authentication, Ooh, yeah. that's, that's the number one best way in my opinion to stay secure because it requires you to be able to have on your cell phone uh it'll either text you a code and you punch in the code so it prevents any kind of hacker from being able to fake that they're you especially if they already have uh stolen your password in the past or they they bought it online in the dark web okay two-factor auth that's a good one uh especially man that's that's critical in the it world right yeah absolutely this is something people don't want to think about but what if your it company gets hit 
Yeah, absolutely. Man, that, I mean, they, that's nightmare. They've got access to all their... Oh, it's a disaster. So, man, we've got to be careful on that one. And we are, by the way, folks. So, um, Joe, we're kind of wrapping up here. Do you have any final thoughts? Or we did we cover everything? I think that's pretty good for now. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, stay safe. Uh, please stop using the same password for every website. Change it as soon as you can. Don't put it off. It's one of those things that feels like it's not going to affect you until it finally does, and then it becomes a complete nightmare. Right. Now, like, listen, guys, we have touched on one very small aspect of security here today. We've talked about passwords. It's such a much a bigger picture than that. So what I would recommend that you do, please, uh, we have a lot of resources. We have a lot of educational materials. Yes, we will try to sell you stuff because that's what we do. Um, but if we're trying to sell it, it's because you need it. And I'll tell you, if you don't buy it from us, you better get it from somebody because the head in the sand approach is not going to work. Uh, so with that said, go to www.master-computing.com slash discovery. You can book a 10-minute call with myself and I'll, I'll just take a look at what you have. We'll have a conversation of what your network looks like, what your current security approach looks like, and we'll compare notes. You know, if it makes sense for us to help you out, by all means, if we can give you some free resources, we will. Uh, there's probably going to be some stuff that we're going to charge you for, but in the end, you'll be able to sleep better at night. You'll know that your stuff's locked down and that you're not going to be giving money to somebody in Russia, right? Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. the ultimate goal. <laughs> and we'd like to stay off the five o'clock news if at all possible. So, <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, tip number one, here it is. We'll be back next week with more. Take care, guys. See you later.